It's us, Hack the Dino, just even, evening. It's the evening when we record this, but I wanted to say evilly laughing, but uh, you, you didn't know that because you don't know how my synapses work. But uh, the, the synapse here is because we're talking about um, scary times in video games, and that was scary because I was scaringly laughing like a scary person. Um, Braden's here. Boo. Ah! I mean, ah, hello. I stole that from The Simpsons. I feel so dirty. Oh, it's always fun when you steal something from The Simpsons. The amount of times... I reference, you'll have to speak up, I'm wearing a towel. My favourite line See, from The Simpsons. See, I grew up, like my formative teenage years were when The Simpsons were absolutely amazing. Yeah, peak Simpsons. And then it has me second guessing as to whether it was. Ooh. But then I go back and see these clips. Yeah. And I think, no, that was great. Yeah, that was great. My really favourite two episodes ever are um, the X-Files episode. Mm. Uh, just because... <laughs> <laughs> Mo has a killer whale in the back of his shop. So good. <laughs> later, uh, oh, okay, it's up. Get him back to SeaWorld. And then later, um, Bob is giving his speech, and in the background, you see Mo go, <laughs> oh, geez, the feds. And they're coming to the whale, and the whale's just going, so ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> and the Stonecutters episode. Yeah. Oh. I call it the big one, Bitey. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, Anto, what's your favorite Simpsons episode? Uh, the one that heavily references Rear Window. Where Bart Ooh. is trapped in his room with a broken Millpool? leg and thinks Flanders is murdering people. Yeah. Millpool. Goddamn. Anyway. Oh, man. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, things that should be dead. This podcast. Wait, oh, no. I was going to talk about that. I was going to mention the horror things. Oh, right. And okay. The Simpsons should be dead. Honestly, The Simpsons. Like, seriously, stop it. Stop it. Just stop I- it. Yeah, it's been bad now longer than it's been good. Oh my god! They yeah. predicted too many future events as well. It's it's like they're writing our history. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Do you know who did predict future events? One Hideo Kojima. Oh, he did. We're going to talk about some of Hideo Kojima's defining work tonight, or today, or uh, the Twilight when you happen to be. Li- In fact, listen to this at Twilight, and when Twilight's over, stop it and wait to the next and then, Twilight. And then, and then you got to watch. New that, Moon, uh, New Moon. No, no, don't watch that. And then you got to watch Eclipse. No. And then you have to read the 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 little three point five novel relationship. The three point five novel that was about one of the side vampires that they didn't get into. And then you side gotta, vampire. Is and that then Edward's side. <laughs> it's his side chick. Um, no, I I think it was the person who was played by an Australian actor. I don't know. We're getting into real deep Twilight stuff here, and I don't think it's necessary. No. Yep. Only good thing about Twilight was. It ended? The Paramore soundtrack to it. Decode was... Yeah. So, so far soundtrack we've talked really about good. bad movies, bad soundtracks, and bad TV shows. But okay. we talk about video games. Bring it, bring it around to the horror, because we're about to talk more about horror. Specifically yes. horror video games. Do you know what's always moments. bothered me about words horror and horrific? Yeah. People say things are terrific, mm. but isn't that like terror? Doesn't terror- that come from terror? Horrific. Horrific. horrific comes from horror. No, no, no. Horrific. Horrific. What's horrific? That's just what it should be. Well, it's that, not. I think that's a new Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Horrific. Um, no, legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampires or werewolves? Uh, vampires. Uh, vampires. Castlevania. Uh, okay. Can I be a Slayer? Oh, be a Belmont. No, I want to be Buffy. <laughs> I think you've got a lot of work to be done. Well, yeah, a lot. <laughs> They always say you are what you eat, and I want to be Buffy. So, Ooh, what year is it? 
So are you just eating like posters of Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yep, or? that's exactly what I mean. Uh, moving on. Uh, we're talking about the top 10 spookiest game moments in video game history. Um, there's been a lot of spooky games. Spoopy. How many... How, how, fun, just a fun game for you to play at home if, while you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Count how many of these games are actual horror games. <laughs> There's not a lot. Because the ratio is different than you think. Um, but we've got other stuff as well, such as uh, a quiz for you all to get up and, and, and angsty about. Um, but also uh, talking about our retro challenge, which is quickly uh, twirling, twirling, twirling to its inevitable end, uh, which will be on our live show November 17th at the uh, Flipside Barcade here in Adelaide, South Australia. If you're in the area, you should come and check it out. If you would like to, we're going to tell you about it very, very shortly. But before we get on to the show, Anto... Um, it's your second week back. I know you're very excited. Uh, <clears throat> what what can you tell the listeners uh, in order to get them ready for what they're about to hear? Uh, make sure you're wearing clean underwear. Well, shit. Some of the stuff's pretty spoopy. Um, spoopy. Very spoopy. And also... Scoopy in my eye. In my make case. sure you have at least three amounts of money in your wallet for the live show. Oh, that's a good recommendation. Three amounts? Three amounts. But we're doing a live show on November 17th where uh, you can meet wonderful people such as uh, Anto and Brayden and Floppy and I'll be there too. Uh, you can also meet some of our fantastic supporters like Michael Towns from Game Boy Games. They, he will be there. Dylan the Villain, one of our beloved producer yeah. patrons, will also be in the house as we take on the Toy Power podcast in a vicious battle to the death. I've been teaching these two uh, all they need to... No, don't punch like that. No, uh, I don't know how to punch. How, how, how to how to beat the... Um, so you basically just... just Yeah, that, that to the testicles. Ben has been teaching me the ways of Hokuto no Ken, so I know the ten crack fist of the North Star. That's right. I, I, yep. You're already dead. Uh, that's uh, So you will never find anyone who can go, Nani! More than Anto. <laughs> that means what in Japanese? Uh, uh, sorry, no, I can never hear the word what. I can only hear it as no. what? What? <laughs> what? 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 Skeletor? What? Ross, Dan, and I at work all day, every day. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, if you'd like free tickets, head on over to hackthedino.com. Wait, free tickets? Free, free tickets! Free. Free. Absolutely free. Just handing them out. However, 50% of the allocation has been exhausted. We Whoa. only had about room for 60 odd people in there. Uh, because, you know, the desk takes up at least half of it. So <laughs> head on in there early. It starts at 8pm. Head on in a, in a couple of hours early. Grab a burger, grab a beer, grab whatever you like. Go play some video games. Uh, have a damn good time. We'll be putting on a show as per normal. And then the second half will be the game show. You remember Good News Week? It's going to be like that, but um, with someone <laughs> much less charismatic than Paul McDermott. Game News Week? Good News Week. Game News Week. Good News Week. That's what we should call it. No, game News Week. We're not. No, we we don't need to be sued by Channel 10's like two dollar lawyers. It's uh, it's it's the battle of the pods. Battle Lightning. of the pods. Battle of the pods. Well, so we no. are going to find out once and for all what's better, toys or video games. And I'm sure video games will have a good standing. Can we also just like shout out like, like it's a really cool place. Like we're not we're not like joking around trying to get you there early just for like saying get there early. Like get there early, have food, have drink, but then also like play arcade games and pinball and stuff. Like, yeah. What? What? That's great. Great time. Great time for everyone. Support local businesses. That's and support right. us here at Hack the Dino <laughs> by telling your friends. Where Patreon. is it? Com. I can tell you where it is. It's on Goodwood Road in uh, Adelaide, South it Australia. It is 
538 Goodwood Road, Door Park, South Australia, 5041. Packthedino.com. Reserve your ticket now. We'll yeah. see you there with bells on. That's right. People who wear bells get a free high five. As opposed Otherwise. to the 20 bucks I usually charge. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, 20 bucks and me uh, desperately fives. wanting money, uh, we're doing a retro challenge. Hey. There we are. Braden, explain to us what the retro challenge the is. The retro challenge for anyone who hasn't seen it over on the Hack the Dino Instagram or TikTok. Which you can uh, follow by going to hackthedino.com. Click on the button. find it all there. Um, at the start of the year, we all got together. Uh, we each had $20 Australian, and uh, we went out and we went and saw what the hell we could get ourselves for $20. And the challenge of this is that at the end of the year... Um, could we buy anything for $20? So, no, you could only buy retro stuff. And what? what how do we define retro? I believe it's 15 years? Correct! So, anything from 2008 or before was mm. up for grabs. And uh, so, you can jump on that. Uh, buy, trade, sell, resell. You can do all of that, and we're building up. We're almost at the end of the year, and uh, we're doing a little challenge to see who can get the coolest stuff. The coolest stuff, not the most stuff, not the most expensive stuff, but the coolest stuff. So we will be mm. revealing each of our items yeah. on November seventeen at the live show. Um, some of us may not be able to bring uh <laughs> some things so there'll be a tv screen which we'll have to show yeah uh show, show and tell presentation it is, it is a show and tell presentation but immediately after that we will open the uh voting mm. so you can you the viewer listener um or uh what, what's another sense taster uh can vote for who you think won the retro challenge for this year by having the coolest stuff um now it's no secret i've done very well yeah uh i i would say as well I've probably been working the hardest towards this. I would, I would say probably fifty-fold. <laughs> Full <laughs> disclosure: the effort I've put in has been on the odd occasion where I've had to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I am constantly out I, of the house. I, I constantly send. So when I come across stuff as well, I send stuff to Ghost Games. I send stuff to Ostie and whatnot. Yeah. And Ghost Games the other day just said to me, "Man, you really do look at this all the time, don't you?" <laughs> and this is a guy whose job it That's is to his do whole this thing. And he's like, "Dude, you do too much. Calm down." <laughs> and I wonder why I haven't written that comic yet. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, I have decided after the toy show, uh, after the toy fair, where I did sell a majority of the stuff I had, uh, that I think I'm done with buying. And now it's just uh, taking what I have left over and either moving that on or using the money that I have to buy my final items. Mm. I've got a couple of things in mind. Um, they're actually on eBay, so I might buy them uh, soon. I'm going to have to do it within the next week. Yeah, I mean, I've got them. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got the money to do it. I just have to decide if that's what I want to do mm. because I know I'm going to go out and I'm going to find something and go, ah, oh, you, ah. Oh. Because then you're going to bite the bullet. That's it. And then I'll be down to, to zero money. Mm. Um, but I, I've obviously really enjoyed this. Um, oh, it's so fun. But like, next year... I, 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 I honestly recommend everyone try it at home and do it because like $20 is a pretty small investment. And considering what you can get, depending on if you know your stuff, and it's really you'll cool. find out on the seventeenth, hey, guys. Even if you don't know your stuff, thanks, Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I was waiting for someone to bring it up. God damn! I will never. I swear to God, I'm gonna walk into. I'm gonna walk up to every single garage sale ever and be like, "Hey, I know this is a weird question. You got any Digimon?" <laughs> 
then they'll say, get out. Yeah, security. I mean, look, ever since Ben found that, I've purposefully made an effort to check like the toy bins at op shops and stuff. Yeah. Just on the off chance I find something stupid. Well, do you know, a friend of the show, Ghost Games, had a empty box for one of those things and didn't realize until I told him. He sold the empty box oh for $250. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why do the Digimon fans have so much money? I think they were an Australian-only release. Because oh. mine went to Singapore. So for those of you cool. who don't know, I found for under $30 a Digimon handheld device from the 90s. Yep. Didn't realize what I had until I looked it up on eBay and saw that it was selling for stupid money. Put it up on eBay and made $830 off it. Yep. Just you to know. answer your question, Brayden. Just a Tuesday. The reason Digimon fans have so much money is because their series wasn't as successful as Pokemon. And they're they're not spending all their money on other merchandise. (laughs) So be sure to head to the Flipside Barcade on November 17th, where you will see not only what we got for the Retro Challenge, Mm. but the announcement of what we're doing for the Retro Challenge next year, how we're slightly changing the rules, the outcome, and how I might calm down a bit to give these other guys a chance. (laughs) No. Don't. I think it's even better if next year you go hog wild. That, that's, that's, yeah, hey, no, we'll next year you should go hog wild. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this since January. I yeah, just want a break. That's fair. Brayden, what have you been uh, up to with the Retro Challenge? Um, I've uh, been mainly mainly just a bit of introspection and reflection. Um, I was looking back through it in the Comic, uh, Comic and Toy Fair. I opened up my notes app and I looked at my new state of the uh, $20 challenge. And um, one thing caught my eye, and I just I just couldn't stop smiling and laughing. Um, uh, that that uh, Harry Potter book I flipped f- for fifty percent. Uh, no, fifty times. Times. I bought a Harry Potter book for a dollar, and I sold fifty dollars. Because you picked up <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban hardcover first edition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I found I, f- I found that in a charity shop, like one of those, like, uh, and, uh, and it was, yeah. Oh man, I love messing with <laughs> Harry Potter fans. <laughs> Thanks, Turf. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, any it's like forty nine dollars that uh, that monster doesn't get. So uh, yeah, I was just looking back on that and I was like, man, it's been a fun challenge. <laughs> it's been great, hasn't it? Um, so I, do you- I I do have I do have my final thing. The- oh I think. really? Because like the other stuff that I took to the Comic and Toy Fair didn't move. I'm gonna put it on Marketplace and see if anyone jumps on it at all. Um, I did have that really neat little, uh, the new Teen Titans reprint, um, in the little black and white novel size. Um, but no one jumped on that at the Comic and Toy Fair. So I think I might just like bring it down in price a little bit and see if anyone wants it on Marketplace or eBay. See, I learned as well throughout this challenge, uh, don't buy stuff that, uh, you don't necessarily want to keep afterwards because you might be stuck with it. Yeah. So for example, I got a 1987 Voltron, uh, annual. Which yep. is basically just a storybook. Yeah. Uh, but it's wonderful. And they go for about 30 to $40 online. Nice. And I went, you know what? I'm going to put $40 on it. If I don't sell it at the toy fair, I'm going to keep it. Yep. Didn't sell it. It's in my bookshelf. There you go. Keeping it. <laughs> That's nice. But then I got stuck with other stuff like a Pound Puppies board game <laughs> and an Independence Day board game. An Independence Day Independence board Day. Game? I bought it because it was so awful. That's hilariously bad. Uh, so that might be going to cash converters and getting yeah. like a buck for it. <laughs> yeah. Each time you pass go, punch your friend in the face. I was going to say, have you checked to see if there's a Welcome to Earth card? Yeah. Because like, if there is, you should keep it. It's every card. Funnily enough, that was the um, almost the catchphrase for the Harry Potter board game. It was Welcome to Turf. <laughs> oh. 
punch J.K. Rowling in her stupid face. Every time. Uh, Anto, how are you going with the old hunting? Well, uh, hearing that Braden also had a note document open to track stuff makes me think I should have been doing the same thing because I oh, haven't. You should wonderful. see mine. Like, literally mine scrolls <laughs> and scrolls we'll and have, scrolls. We'll have to find a way to, like, share it, like, at the live show or something because, like... It's a tome. <laughs> like, um, oh my god! It's just on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. just Easy. my notes app. Screen record it, turn it into a video. There you done. Go, yep. Um, but yeah, so my toy toy fair, my retro challenge started. Funnily enough, on the same day with the same amount of money. <laughs> Crazy that. Um, first thing I bought was the strategy guide for Diablo Two, mm-hmm. uh, which I did manage to sell. I can't remember when or for how much. Because <laughs> again, I haven't been taking notes. Um, I just want to say I had to take notes because I was losing track of everything. <laughs> this I was is going to say purely a tracking, and I, I will admit that I've had to borrow some money from the uh, <laughs> retro challenge every <laughs> once in a while, and I just had to have that total there so I could pay myself back. Oh yeah, no, this is like a hundred percent. Like all of my retro challenge money has has gone to bills, but I just know. The amount, this, that this number, got, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that means it's fine. That's all currency is now. It's That's a number. Pretty it's much what's been happening with mine. Money is um, a human concept. Like love. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's true. Uh, mine was attacking capitalism. Yours was attacking happiness. <laughs> well, it depends what kind of love you have. Capitalism. Don't judge. <laughs> anyway. Uh, speaking of capitalism, sold Diablo 2 strategy guide. Excellent. At the Toy Fair. Uh, oh. Not this one, the last one. Yep. Uh, and then the next thing I bought was uh, was a pair of comics from Savers, uh, which I didn't end up selling, so I just took the loss. <laughs> As you do. Uh, and then used the remaining challenge money that I had to buy a boxed copy of Baldur's Gate 2 on PC. Now, funny that. Funny that. I, two of those words are uh, uh, incredibly massive in the gaming industry at the moment. Exactly. Mm, how'd that so, go for you? It went pretty well. Um, friend of Floppies uh, turned up at the show with a few of his friends uh, at the Toy Fair, not this show. Um, we were just chatting. It'd be up. November 17 when they can turn up uh, yeah, over yeah. at Flipside Barcade. Get your tickets yeah. now. So we were just chatting and catching up. Um, and this friend of a friend was just talking about how he'd been playing games and doing stuff and just took a little look over to the left and was just like, holy shit, Baldur's Gate 2? I just finished 3 and it was awesome. I'm going to get this. And gave me like 40 bucks for it. Nice. So, how much did I, you pay for it? Uh, eight. Nice. So I've got a little bit of money to play around with. Capitalism, baby. Yay. Uh, regular old Jeff Bezos here. <laughs> Yeah, taking advantage of the little guy. Um, yeah, not yeah and that's literally how the retro challenge has gone for me. Bought a book, sold a book, bought more books, didn't sell books, bought a game, sold game. Now I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, even when you look at it in that way, it like even that's pretty damn good. You could legitimately... I've just had this thought. You could legitimately not spend any normal like hard-earned money for like Christmas presents for mm. everyone you know mm-hmm. you could just start every year doing a $20 retro challenge well, it doesn't have to be retro obviously but you could do a $20 challenge and then only spend the money you make I would like to do on like your presents maybe for the final episode because um, we are having a special guest for the uh, not final episode but 
where we tie up the retro challenge during the live show on yeah. November 17th. Uh, Hacktheduncom, get your free tickets. Um, <laughs> what I uh, would like to do is sit down and just sort of like go through my tactics and yeah. how, what I did. Like the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is only take safe gambles. And as I said, only take gambles and buy stuff if you don't mind hanging on to it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you, I've got a knowledge base because I've been collecting crap since I was 12 years old. Mm. So I know what was popular then and I know what old men with money like now because mm. I am one. We um, should just do a, a special a special video which is specifically Ben's big tips. <laughs> tips. No, it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. No, I think that would actually be a really good idea. Yeah. Like, I, I, th- I think it's... I think that's And really I'm fun. just shirtless with tassels over my nipples. The whole thing. <laughs> I tell you what, I put on some weight recently. And I'm not far off. Oh, shut up! Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, uh, I've lost where I was now. Uh, but oh, do you know what I was? I was contemplating, and it was only a fleeting moment, but it's sort of stuck in the back there. So it might be something I do in ten years' time or so. But I thought, I wonder if I could, using this twenty dollars, actually open up a retro video game and toy store. If I could get enough money and enough stock, because mm-hmm. I was looking at all the stuff that I had and mm-hmm. went, you know, if I hang on to all of this, I could theoretically open up a cafe where you go in and you play arcade games and you buy mm-hmm. old toys and old like. Almost sounds like that's something what of some somewhat of a dream of yours, Ben. Oh, it would be, but uh, you know, some of us own roasting companies and work fifty to sixty hours a week, so that might not happen. Mm. Anyway. Yes. Um, if only, if only you you knew someone who also worked in a cafe and was also very passionate about video games and stuff. Just thoughts. Who do I know who works in a cafe? Oh, Game yeah. Boy Games. No, yeah. he's, he's busy being successful. Using good coffee, Giro Espresso. Go check him out. Yeah, you know what else you should check out in this Game Boy Dad. Oh, what? Am you I did saying? the switch again. Did I do? Oh. I, I mean, it doesn't help that like two of the main members of the community both have Game Boy at the start of their names. Yeah. No, mm, you bless. said Guru Espresso. I no, said, beforehand yeah. he said Game Boy Games instead of Game Boy Dad. Oh, I didn't catch that bit. Bless. But yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's October. So here's the segue. October is the scary time. <laughs> so we've gone and looked up the 10 spookiest moments in video games. Braden, do you want to hit us with number 10? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, oh, this is, this is actually something I've played. I know. Which is shocking. Um, this is... A really good side of this entire game franchise, the Scarecrow stages from Batman Arkham Asylum. These things were scary as hell. Why were they scary? Because they would just completely warp your sense of reality within the game. They were so cool. So, I will read the actual description because it does a good job of it. And we're watching it on the screen right now for you visual watchers. (laughs) You watchers instead of you listeners. Um, while making his way to the Asylum's morgue, Batman and the player begin experiencing vivid hallucinations from the Scarecrow's fear toxin. These include the dead body of Commissioner Gordon, whom you're there to rescue, bugs crawl all over the walls and uh, the floor, the morgue itself comes to life, several body bags appear to contain your parents, or Bruce Wayne's parents, not your parents in real life. Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) That would be terrifying. (laughs) Um, And then uh, they blame him for not saving them that night. Um, And then you're subjected to a huge nightmarish abstract landscape where a giant scarecrow tries to capture you. Um, So if you just skip forward a tiny bit in this video there, you'll be able to get to... uh, the uh, family with the dead bodies, which is terrifying. 
Um, and then you get... Uh, oh, it's, it's so gross. Um, and then you get a giant, giant, giant scarecrow uh, trying to catch you and murder you um, as you try and platform around him. Um, and they just got weirder and weirder as each of these like progressed. Um, I remember there was one... I think it might have been in Arkham City or maybe towards the end of Arkham Asylum where it acts as though your game has crashed and you're starting the game. It's the it's the it's the final scarecrow one of in Arkham Asylum because it acts as though your game has crashed and like you've died, your game has crashed and you have to restart the whole game again. And it does the opening cutscene, but Batman and the Joker have switched places. Oh cool. And so all of a sudden Joker is bringing Batman into the messed up asylum and uh, Batman is the one like strapped to the chair and everything is being let in. Um, it was a really cool moment. And uh, I love when uh, games uh, play with their own realities like that. It's always really fun. And it's Scarecrow and Batman. So it's good. All right. The number two, uh, sorry, number nine, we're going backwards. Number nine spooky moment in video games was one from my childhood. Uh, and not necessarily what you would think from this game, but it's the moon in Majora's Mask. Now, the terrifying moon hangs overhead the entire game, a constant reminder that you're on a time limit and that it will eventually destroy everything within the land. However, the scariest part is when you get on that moon to take on Majora's Mask. Each of the bosses uh, from the game are represented by the mask on an innocent child in white, while the one wearing Majora's sobs under a tree. The pure white landscape is quite the juxtaposition compared to the almost dreamlike horrors the player has experienced for the entirety of the game. Um, so as a kid, so I think I was about 16 when I played this game. And when you finally get to this stage where you go up on the moon uh, to, to face Majora and it's just silent and these kids are just running around. Uh, we'll play tag. Uh, do you want to play with us? Real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And they take you to a dungeon and you got to do that mini dungeon and then come out. And the last one obviously is Majora just sitting there weeping because the other kids are bullying. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, quite surreal. Also, the re-dead from Ocarina of Time. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Anto, you finished Majora's Mask, haven't you? I have. Uh, quite a few times. It's probably one of my favourite 3D Zeldas. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the, uh, the old Majora Moon? It's just one of the better examples of, like, an expectation subversion. Mm. You go in fully expecting it to be, like, the boss fight at the beginning of the game where you just get stomped until you reverse time. Um, and it's just not that. You, as you said, you just end up in this weird, peaceful, beautiful-looking landscape. And no offense to anyone who's got kids, but creepy children are the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. It's, again, expectation subversion. Everything I want from spooky horror. Now, uh, this next one, number seven. No, eight? Eight. I'm good with numbers. <laughs> numbers. I should have written them down. Number eight. Uh, this one was recommended by you, Anto. Ooh, it was. You want to go ahead and uh, read it out? I will. So, uh, let me just get the video up first, because I cannot do multitasking today. Uh-oh. It's almost like uh, our equipment's broken again. Yeah. Well, because uh, I can't read the document and have the video up at the same time. Oh, I'll read it while, and you yeah. can comment afterwards. <laughs> uh, so this was uh, reckoned by Anto. It is, of course, from Metal Gear Solid 2. I need scissors, 61. 
Uh, toward the end of Konami's Metal Gear Solid 2, a computer AI operating under the alias of Colonel Campbell becomes infected with a computer virus codenamed GW. The virus proceeds to scramble the AI's memory and logic, causing the AI Campbell uh, imposter to utter numerous phrases of complete nonsense. Among them is the phrase, I need scissors, 61. It's part of a longer quote, which is, uh, I forgot to list below. But anyway, Anto, thoughts on this? Uh, so I'm just going to actually recount my first experience with this. Sounds good. Uh, so it was a summer when I lived back in the UK. I think I was about 13 or 14 years old. So probably under the uh, approved age rating for the game in the UK. Uh, it was like 2am because I was just, you know, summer holidays playing video games. Uh, and I was staying at my grandmother's house, but outside in, you know, like a traveling sort of camper van kind of thing that had power attached to it and stuff like that. Just playing through it, got to the end of the game, and then the codec conversations start happening. And it was at the I need scissors 61 comment, but I was just like, okay, no, fuck this. I'm not <laughs> playing this by myself in the dark. And I switched it off, didn't go back to it for a couple of days. Um, do, do you want the full quote? Yeah, go for it. I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuffed worm in Flapjaw Space with the tuning fork does a raw blink on Harakiri Rock. I need scissors 61. Yeah. Kojima. It. Genius. It makes no sense, but it's so weird, and they modulate the voice line for the Mm. I Need Scissors 61, so it's all bit-crushed and weird-sounding and horrible. And, yeah, like, anyone who's listening to the podcast and not watching what's on screen, which, totally fine, we love you all, Hmm. um, the Colonel's codec image is different each conversation. So one minute he looks normal, the next minute it's really zoomed in on his face. Sometimes he's turned around and he's not facing you. Mm. And the creepiest one, he's got like a skeletal face that isn't all there yeah. 100%. And it was just a combination of all of those things that made me go, nah, fuck it, I'm out, not playing it for a few days. <laughs> and then I finally went back to it and just, yeah, cinematic masterpiece of a video game. Yeah, especially when you consider the, uh, you look at that ending now, that conversation between Campbell and Raiden, and you realize how much Kojima just nailed where we are now as a society. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, crazy. It's like he's a time traveler from the future. Well, he is capable of everything. Am well, I the only one who's noticed those uh, those letters above the codec there? Was that? This is PT. Oh! <laughs> I don't think it has any relevance to it. Probably not significant, no. Uh, speaking of PT, uh, Brandon, you want to read out the next one, number seven? It's not PT. No! However, it is a game that had me so on edge, I don't think I actually finished it. I think everyone was on edge for this game. But people raved about it. They said it was excellent. Yeah. So this next moment is from Gone Home, which isn't a horror game from everything that everyone has ever told me. No. Um, It's a walking sim. It's just a walking sim, but it has such a kind of spooky vibe because it, it just has the gameplay and the look of... Like, it, it looks like something is going to happen, and it's horrifying. Did you it's get up to this bit that we're looking at? No, and watching it, it, honestly, I think I would have actually shat myself. So basically, it's a house uh, where you're going through your family house because your, your family isn't there. You're reading your notes. You're reading stuff. notes, uh, finding hidden passageways and whatnot, yeah. and you read your sister's diary, and she talks about a ghost that she's hunting. Yeah. So you go, all right, I'm going to go hunt for a ghost. And you open up this secret passageway and you're walking down there and you find a cross with writing on it and you pick it up. And as soon as you pick it up, the lights go out. The light goes out. And that's it. 
That's all there's it does. There's no ghost. There's jo- that's it. That's it. That's all there is. But the like, light goes out. Slow door reveals. Like, how is this game not... Like, it's horrifying. <laughs> I, I'm getting anxious watching it because I feel like... Right? There's st- I feel like I'm being gaslit by everyone in the world because I feel like it's this practical joke that everyone everyone who plays it plays it. It's a horror game, and then at the end, it, it, it like comes up with a screen saying, "Hey, tell all your friends this isn't a horror game." Yeah, like, do you know what's the best part is though? Oh. Um, that you find your dad's porn collection. That's scary. No spoilers. <laughs> that's scary. That that is actually is one of the, that's actually the next moment in the spookiest list of. Yeah, no, it's not. Find uh, your dad's porn collection. Bless. <laughs> Likes Bush. The band, Bush. I thought you meant the president. I was going to say, which one, Junior? <laughs> um, yeah, cool. All right, so that's Lights Out. That's number seven. We're going to number six now, which is another Nintendo game. You, why are two Nintendo games on this list? Well, I've answered you. Look who wrote it. Shut up. Um, I am talking about the uh, piano and the eel from Mario 64. Now, so, as someone who doesn't know what this is, uh, so I'm basically, they are oh, Okay, so pause it there, Anto. Here we go. Just pause it there. Uh, so first of all, the creepy eels scared the crap out of me when I was 15 years old when it came lunching out the dark depths of an underwater tunnel. Ooh. But there is one moment in the game which made me happy I was wearing my brown pants while playing. <laughs> uh, so basically, in Boo's, uh, Big Boo's Haunt, the player enters a room, which we can see on the screen now for those of us looking at twitch.tv backslash hack the dino or youtube.com backslash hack the dino, uh, where a grand piano sits in the corner. I feel like we should just make Braden play this. No, no, play it now. So this okay. is what happens. You enter this room. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Mario Avenue. runs around. Guy, there's not much in here. Just this big old piano. Big old piano. And as you get close to the piano, boom, boom, boom. It comes alive. It's got teeth. And I wants to chomp you. Oh my God. That's a great reveal. Uh, do you know what? I think the worst part about this is not the initial jump stare. Yeah. But when the piano is coming after you, it sounds like a piano, someone twinkling oh, on the someone yeah, just, just going, drung, 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 drung. Oh, that's It fun. doesn't roar, it doesn't grouch, just making those sounds. Oh, that's scared That's the... legitimately, like, I can imagine being a kid and playing that. That is legitimately the exact type of jump scare that works in a Nintendo game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate great. that the piano's in a different position in the 3DS one. Yeah, but we're waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, on. they did remaster it a lot. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. Anyway. Uh, next, uh, do you want to take this one, Anto? Numbers five. Uh, well, the thing is, oh, again, you can't I, read them, can I you? Can't read them if I'm doing oh, the videos. I'll, I'll, happily, I'll happily give this a read. All right, you read it, Braden, then we'll come back to uh, Anto for your thoughts. So this one is from the original Resident Evil. Resident um, Evil. Resident Evil. I'm Leon. Um, no, you're Leon. Leon. Um, walking down in a hallway in a raging storm, being seen from outside. Shocked early in the game as zombie dogs crash through the hallway window and uh, run at you and attempt to eat your face. Uh, What made this worse is that the limited tank controls and static camera uh, means that uh, Capcom set the player up to basically be completely jump scared by this. And like it being right in front of the camera is horrifying. And the fact that you're stuck there because you're on the other side. Yeah, the camera is stuck in that position. You can't move it. You can't escape it. You've just got this jump scare and all you can do is run from them. You just... And like, because of where the camera is and because of where you are, because of where the dog jumps out, you're, it's all in between you. Like, you're stuck having to run then try and get away on and escape them. Yeah, those those dogs can uh, get effed. Zombie dogs. Yeah. Uh, what do you... Did you did you have a good time, Anto, with, with those dogs? So, I think I had a worse time than people who played the original PlayStation Resident Evil because my first experience... Thank was- you. 
Resident Evil 1 was the GameCube yeah. uh, remake. Such so, remake. way higher fidelity graphics, way better sound design, just a better experience overall. So, you know, I'd, I'd heard of it, but it was still terrifying purely because, like, the design of the dogs was really good. And as Braden just described, it happens exactly the same way. The first one comes in behind you, you run to the next screen transition, one pops up in front of you, and if you're stupid enough on your first playthrough to try and stop and fight, it's just a guaranteed game over. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's perfect. Yeah, that's fair. So All right, good. number four. So I'm just trying to work this out so I can read the last one. <laughs> you can just choose to read the last one. All right, well, I'm choosing to read the last one. Anyway, yeah. you want to go number four, Braden? Yeah, 100%. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of a game that I just cannot play. Yeah. Christ. I, I have watched either. people play this, and uh, even just watching it, I do not. Not going to lie, this was put in for Floppy to talk about because oh, he's spoken floppy about it would numerous have loved times. this. But oh. number four on this top, te- oh, geez. top 10 scariest moments in video games is... Alien Isolation. Um, the xenomorph that is just randomly popping up and following you and trying to track you down. You have to hide from them in this game is genius what a great way to develop and set up a alien game yeah. like honestly isn't it based on sound that you make or uh yeah it, it's based on um the amount of yeah sound and movement that you make you have to like hide under things and get away from it it's crawling it really in vents runs and it can just kind of pop out of vents like at all times <laughs> it's brutal um and yeah you can't really you can't really beat it up uh, a friend in the chat oh, pointing man, out that's rad. that it learns. Yeah, it learns. So it, you can't just do the same thing. It also doesn't help that you've got these like also scary like androids and stuff that like you also have to deal with. But like, man, and also just tied in with the aesthetics of like classic Alien with yeah. that like you know that tech mm. that like you see you saw it pop up then the little like scanner thing like. Oh man, it just helps because you feel so helpless because the the tech feels out of date but mm-hmm. yet futuristic. Oh man, it's great. Yeah, Rancor in the chat, love this Alien game. Yeah, the way it is that genius. it adapts as well. Um, you hide in the lockers too much, it starts to look in the lockers first. Yeah, you hide under tables too much, it goes straight for under the desks and tables. Like, and oh. there are tells for where it is as well, like you saw earlier in the footage. There are vents that it hides in above you in hallways. Mm. And if you pay enough attention, you can see, you know, saliva or the slime falling from a vent. Yeah. And if you run under there, it's a guaranteed death. Yeah. And you can sort of sometimes skirt around it. <laughs> but as soon as you do, it's just crash behind you. You're on you're on the run kind of yeah. thing. It's Can you kill the alien? I don't know, because I've not that. played it or watched yeah. it to the end. So sorry that that death scene that we're looking at there where the alien's tail goes through your yeah, stomach from and everything behind. stops and then its hand comes down. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a nightmare. This this game is so... Like, talk about knowing how to develop a franchise into a video game. Like, and they've done Alien so many different times in so many different ways. This is, like... I feel like this is easily the strongest yeah. they've ever done it. I feel like the only way they could have made this better was especially the generation that it came out on if with the Xbox One Connect, if you made too much noise oh. in your real experience that it like found you. Oh, that would be horrible. Didn't they do, I thought that was that was one of the things, wasn't it? Was it? I'm gonna I, Google that. I that. feel like it was rumored. 
Alien. Because I, I distinctly remember Floppy yeah. saying, if you make too much sound, like yeah. even if someone comes in the room. like so, it could... I was going to say, but surely we would have heard so many more stories of people like... Alienization has a feature where the Kinect can monitor sound. Really? If you make a noise while the enemy is near, it can hear you and find you. I was going to say, I've never heard a story of someone being like, hey, you're a douchebag, and then the alien finds you. Fun fact, when you Google Alien Isolation Collect, the top autofill is Alien Isolation Connect Fart. Well, Because I assume, I assume that someone was doing a playthrough of Alien Isolation <laughs> with Connect and they farted. <laughs> Bless. Speaking of farting, uh, number three, oh, the no. scariest moments... <laughs> oh, no. oh. Of, uh, of video game history Is this allowed on YouTube? Sure is Oh my god, it's horrible Dead Space 2 You know what I'm talking about Two words that should never be going gone together Is I needle <laughs> You're right uh, So in this you have to steer a laser pointer Over <clears throat> Isaac's panicking eyeball As the needle lowers all while trying to keep his heart rate low, so as to not panic, uh, so as not to panic him further. The gory end, if you fail, was not as horrible as the panic looked on Isaac's face as you lower the needle closer oh and closer God. to his iris. It's so messed up. Jesus! Oh, oh my God! This is the thing, though. It's bad either way. Yep. Like it's a needle going into your eye. It's not pleasant if you get it right. The actual, um, the, the gouging of half his face, if you fail, is actually a relief. Yeah. The tension here, where you're seeing his pant, like it's because you empathize, because he's yeah. got a very human face, and you understand the horror of this situation, and the fact that there's a close-up of the eye. Oh, yeah, that screen. does not help at all. And, oh, it, it's Jesus. amazing. Oh, my God, it's so messed up. What a- oh! <laughs> You see, the, the thing that scares me the most is that they just did Dead Space Remake. Yep. If they do Dead Space 2 Remake... You know what's happening. Jesus Christ. I don't think I will ever be able to watch that scene in, like, new modern graphics. 4K HDR. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no thanks. Yucky. All right. Oh, imagine doing that in VR, like Townsie just said. Just- yeah. <laughs> Speaking of VR... Um, imagine playing this game in VR, Braden. Oh, Jesus, no. The number two scariest game in video game uh, plethora-ness. Uh, it's scary because uh, now it only exists on dead PS4s. That's right, <laughs> as a ghost. Um, it's everyone's friend, PT, from the wonderful Hideo Kojima. <sighs> you gonna, you going to talk about it? Yeah, I can. I was just horrified of actually watching any clips of it <laughs> that's all right there's only that's a fair. little bit of aborted fetuses coming. um yeah so um all of it uh pt all of it it's the whole thing uh <laughs> just say this is with brightness increased <laughs> so that you can actually see what happens i think just as oh, man okay so i'll read the little description first and then i'm going to talk about one thing that i find also hilarious and still yet scary um from glimpsing sarah on the balcony to the crying fetus in the sink. The bloodstained walls do have your typical horror appearance, but it's the fridge hanging from the chandelier that really creeps you out. How'd it get there? Why is it there? This game changing every single time you play it? Yep. Every time you do one of the loops? So messed up. Just true horror in its 
it, its way of your reality is bending around you and there's nothing you can do about it and it is deeply messed and up. And you're in a, just in a loop. Oh my God, the worst. The best part as well is, I think last year, they a uh, couple of devs worked out how Lisa does all the jump scares. Yep, this uh, is the part that I... I it's re- because the Lisa model oh is stuck to your back and following you the whole time. It's horrifying to watch even the behind... Oh my God, I hate it. When I saw that clip, I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. And then I watched a clip of it and I went, fuck this. <laughs> and this isn't... Like... Just knowing, playing the game, that she's always there. Always behind you. Oh my God, it's so messed up. But for me, oh. I don't know why, but it's walking into that main room, which we're seeing now. Are we? Hey, Lisa. Yeah. Um, and you walk in and <laughs> yeah, the, there, there's a fridge. And I think there's blood dripping out of it as well. Yeah, it's just leaking, hanging. Leaky fridge. I actually can't, can't, I can't look at the screen right now. I actually can't. <laughs> it's proper messing me up. I'm going to stare at Ben instead. I've got two feeds up. Can I turn them off? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go to... Like, you better stop. Uh, no, keep... If that made you feel queasy, Brayden, yep. you should probably not look at this next one. Ooh, okay. So this number one, it's <laughs> it's quite honestly the most horrifying thing I've ever seen put to any medium. Okay. Um, I actually, I actually, fun fact, I don't know what's about to happen okay. because I read the I read the number one and I didn't get the reference. Okay. So, so I don't know what it's gonna be. All right. So like, there is a warning here. Like, honestly, this is ridiculously scary stuff. Um, only watch if you you are feeling brave. Um, all right, that's a sufficient warning. Anto, can you please play the footage? Number one, scariest moment in all history. <laughs> God damn it. The number one scariest game is Legend of Zelda, Wand of Gamelon, and Faces of Evil. There he is. There's good old Link. Oh my God. He's getting a sword off a wizard. Oh, talk about Faces of Evil. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. The Faces of Evil puts the player in control of Link, who goes on a quest to defeat Ganon and rescue Princess Zelda. Uh, Zelda, the Wand of Gamelon, changes the roles, and the player has control of Zelda, who has to set out to save Link and King Harkonnen and defend her kingdom from Ganon. Oh my god. Both travel to a new world, Korodai and Gamelon, respectively, to thwart Ganon's plans. Uh, these games are well known for being huge steaming piles of crap, and they go for about $800 each. Did Ganon still the like the computer's processing power? Like So these are the Panasonic CDI games Jesus. that Nintendo licensed out the properties to oh uh, in order to make on their CDI. Jeez, I wonder system. why they're so tight about their properties nowadays. Yeah, this is one of the reasons. Well, do you wow. know what came shortly after this? The ninety two Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah, so I bet they Wow. Yeah, I that was a That's I'm, Ganon, by the way. Jesus Christ. He looks like Pete from Mickey Mouse. <laughs> he looks like Pete on acid. Look at that. He's like Shesha Cat and Pete had an evil baby. Maybe oh my did. God, that fairy is after... Oh, I can't. No, this is actually scary I told as you. I told you. I gave wrong. you sufficient warning. Oh my God. Um, I will own these games one day. There are three Ooh. games left I need for my Zelda collection. They're in your, they're in your, your final items. Yep. That's, uh, one day I'll get a handle on them. But there you have the top scariest games of uh, video game history. If you agree, disagree, leave us a comment down below in the comments. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and, and follow along and listen to our podcast and go to hackthedino.com and follow us everywhere because we appreciate you when you do that. And if you don't do that, we know who you are. We'll hunt you down. It's a promise. I know karate. More like CDY. <laughs> Great work, Kenzie. Uh, Brayden. Howdy. Anto. Hello. 
Y'all ready to quiz? Mm-hmm. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. We really need to make a button for the show. Yeah, we can do that. I, I reckon we can. It's It'll probably get us copyright claimed. No, because it'll be me singing it. Oh, that's fine then. Y'all ready for quiz? Yeah. And then we should get a kazoo just going... Anyway, stop that. Uh, this is a segment formerly known as Quiz on Your Face, and Floppy won't let me change it, where I have four multiple-choice questions, two from me, two from our high-end Patreon producers, where I ask a question, give four multiple-choice possibilities for the answer. First person to call out their name once I've finished my questions, because i get to get my jokes in. Uh, Stop putting the jokes at the end. <laughs> That's the only way people will listen. Um, and the option uh, A of every single question <laughs> is the joke answer. And anyway, it's-, it's multiple choice. You call out your name, you get a point. You, you understand the rules. Um, at the end of last show, we had Trent from the Toy Power podcast on zero. Zach, Sabbath, the streamer and wrestler on zero. Brett from the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair on one. Uh, good old Dan McGuinness on two. Jazz on four, Patrick on 12, Anto and Brayden now tying on 18 because last show Brayden did the double or nothing and got it right. And then Floppy on 25. It's not bad for not being here for like three months. Yeah, you've held your own. Yeah. (laughs) And let's not forget last year, Anto won on the very last tiebreaker question. Mm. And also the only reason that I've even like bridge the gap at all is because I did risk losing every single one of <laughs> yeah, my points. Fair. And Patrick got 12 points because he talked about how awesome Hideo Kojima was. <laughs> yeah, and you just gave him like a bonus nine points. That's right. Because, yeah. you know, uh, you got to look after the people who uh, respect um, uh, greatness. Hmm. <laughs> who uh, respect your religion. Yes, that's right. Okay, we're ready for question number one. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. What is the Japanese name for Boo in Super Mario World? Is it A, Barrio, B, Lario, C, Cheeky Man, or D, Teresa? Anto. Anto? Which one was Lario? That was B. I'm going to go B. Incorrect. Dang. Ooh. Brayden. I, I want to I go for Cheeky Man. Cheeky Man? Cheeky Man. Incorrect. Ah. Anto. No, that's oh, it. It's that's not done. how this game works. You've been here far too long. <laughs> it's Teresa. No, Teresa. Oh, it's the one that actually sounds like it would be an actual thing. <laughs> I just thought the name Cheeky Man. Cheeky Man. <laughs> good well, I honestly, I was I here thinking it. like maybe what they call him translates to Cheeky Man. Like Cheeky Man. Cheeky Man. <laughs> He's a Cheeky Man. Yeah, that's what I call all my dead people. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> cheeky Man. Just okay. a little cheeky boy. <laughs> a cheeky boy. Next one is from Michael Towns. Game Boy Games. Michael Towns. Here we go. What was the first game to include an uncensored use of the mighty F word? Was it A, The Orion Conspiracy for the PC in 1995? Was it Clock Tower for the PSX in 1996? Was it Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars for the Nintendo DS in 2006? Or... Was it the floppy game for the Game Boy 2022? Anto. Anto? I didn't realise Clock Tower got an English release, but I'm going to guess Clock Tower because I love that game. Incorrect. Dang. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the other early option? Uh, the Orion Conspiracy on PC, 
or GTA? I'm gonna or go. Floppy Dam, of course. I'm gonna go with A. The Orion Conspiracy. Yeah, you are correct. I was like, I was like, surely we had f bombs before 2006. Uh, we did. Um, yeah. Apparently, that game's very hard to find as well because it has that uh, distinct honor. That PC game. Yeah. Mm. Um, so That's that means cool. Braden's on 19. Anto, hello. In third place. Oh shit. Oh wow. <laughs> Here we go. Question number three. You still got two more questions, Anto. So you just have to get these two right. You'll be fine. Okay. Uh, from Dylan the Villain. Dylan. In Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, come on. No okay. What is located in Area 51? Floppy's here. Is it A, nothing? Ooh. B, a regular civilian airport on which you can land? Ooh. C, a lake? Or D, an actual military base where you're unable to land. Ooh. Oh, I, I, any of these are fun. Mm. Anto. Anto? A lake. Incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> Braden, chance to get a bigger lead and close in on Floppy. I have a feeling the folks over at whoever make Microsoft Flight Microsoft. Simulator. Microsoft. I guess you could call them that. Um, <laughs> I think Bill Gates is just a massive fan of the hyper reality that is Microsoft Flight Simulator. I have a feeling, is it a military base? No, it is not. Oh, damn it. It's a regular civilian airport where you can land. Okay, well, it's, <laughs> so it's, dumb. it's fun that they made it so that you can land there, but I'm, I'm honestly shocked because I feel <laughs> like they take everything so realistically seriously. Yeah, Dylan. And I'd just like to point out in the live chat right now on Twitch.tv backslash hack the dono. Dylan has just posted, ha, 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 got them. Yeah. Yes, you did, Dylan. And we look forward to Dylan's question for the live show on November oh, 17th. Uh, that'll be a fun time. Dylan's cooking up a good old question Bless. for everyone. Uh, according to Flopster in the chat, it's called Horny Airport. Yeah, well, we'd expect that from you, wouldn't we, Mr. 269? Goddamn. We're on two, episode 270 now, <laughs> Floppy, so just calm down. You missed it. You missed it. Actually, no, that's why he's in the chat now, because... <laughs> he's finished. He, he, that episode <laughs> finished. <laughs> More ways than one. Uh, okay, last question. Here we go. Anto, you need to get this to uh, catch up to Brayden. Do I? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Bit of history in this one, because it's from me, and I do like my video game history. Allegedly, what is the first game to appear on a CD-ROM? Is it A, Myst? B, Ledger Suit Larry? C, Street Fighter? Or D, Fighting Street. Brayden. And Brayden. Is it Mist? No, it is not. Anto. Anto? I'm going to take a Hail Mary and say Fighting Street. Hail Mary has helped you, my friend, because it is indeed Fighting Street. Anto, why is it called Fighting Street and not Street Fighter? Because they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, so uh, it had something to do with rights. They couldn't release Street Fighter. Yeah. So they flipped the words and called it Fighting Street. I actually got it in my collection. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Got wow. it on my first trip to Japan. Uh, so at the end of that round of uh, Quiz on Your Face, we've got uh, Floppy25, Anto, and Braden both on 19. Ooh. It is getting close again. I'm really looking. Oh, what are we going to do with the live show? Can Braden and I combine our points to beat Floppy? Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> that, that, that might be an option. 
<laughs> Depends uh, on Floppy's of... attitude next show. <laughs> the power of the Democratic vote. Uh, no, this is the United States of Ben. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Braden's back to 16. Oh, no. <laughs> He's utilizing his power. <laughs> but we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We bring you the past, present, and future of video game news, previews, and discussions. But this isn't all we do. Braden. What do you do as well? Oh, I uh, have a, a very uh, chill movie podcast where our most recent episode, we talked about uh, how uh, the Hollywood strike and uh, the, the writers and actors guilds and every, all that stuff going on. Mm. Hollywood, red hot mess. Sort your shit out. It's all finished now. They're all well, good. They're all, all buddies. Our topic of discussion for this last, this last episode, the, the thing that we talked about the most, was the fact that uh, with Hollywood down in the dumps, uh, the WWE and AEW have been on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, They are just relishing in the fact that they can have a little bit more screen time. Is that because also because uh, John Cena on The Rock of Scabs? Yep, 100%. They're like, what? We can't get paid over here? We're going to go back to our roots. Yep. And, uh, And hey, you know what? The the wrestling uh, entertainment industry is better off for it. Uh, because they've been doing some real fun stuff lately. Yeah, like that uh, clip I showed you before from yeah. AEW, which we will not show because AEW strike if you even flash their logo. Yeah, which is nuts because like I always think they're of the babyface promotion. I always think of them as like the people's yeah, no, the people's wrestling. Don't mess with their money compared to WWE. At the end of it, Tony Khan is a billionaire. So yeah, that is how it goes. Uh, fuck all billionaires. Um, and if you want more hot takes like that, you can uh, shop at greenlightcomics.com and uh, you can come uh, come uh, pop into Greenlight Comics. Come say hi to myself. Come see if Dan's still alive. Um, and it's good fun. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a blast. Uh, you should check out... Uh, there's seriously so many freaking good books lately. Um, I did make a bit of a shit post today as a social post. Because like some days you're just like, what the hell do I do for a social post? So... I just grabbed all the biggest books that I could. Anto, if you can click that middle one. Um, and just, I found that image of Spider-Man and I was pretty happy with it. So, And uh, who, who put the first comment there? Uh, that was Ben, <laughs> immediately calling out the fact that this was 100%. I was hoping that you'd hear my voice just going, Brayden. Yeah, 100%. Brayden. 100%. Yeah. That disapproving dad voice that I do so <laughs> well. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, hey, I'll just say, it's almost Christmas. Gift yeah. vouchers are a good idea. That's true. Anto, hello. What do you do? Uh, not as much as Braden. <laughs> I, I listed a podcast I put no effort into with my friends and my job. Uh, well, um, I also do a podcast. This one. Yay! Um, Yay! This one. This one. This one. This one. This one. This. All right. Um, I should this be one. assuming I don't get you know roped into working Fridays again for another month. Uh, I'll be a regular fixture again, which is nice. Yay! Hey, fixture, 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 <laughs> fixture, fixture, fixture. Um, I've also got my uh, Final Fantasy account on Instagram, which people should go and follow because it's cool. Um, it's just if for a not show just Final... for the pun name. I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The most recent stuff on here was just some pictures from the A New World Intimate Setting Music from Final Fantasy concert Ooh. in July. How was that? It was wonderful. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, that would be nice. It was a lot 
smaller in scale than Distant Worlds, which is their big symphony orchestra thing they do in Sydney. Mm. Uh, which, if they come back, I will 100% be going to. Um, yeah, it was just wonderful. They did a really nice selection of music. It was about an hour and a half. Um, Eric Roth, the composer and arranger, uh, blessed us all with his vocal talents, which I wasn't expecting. It was very good. Cool. Um, and then the most recent thing was my collector's box for the Pixel remasters. That is nice. very nice. Um, this was ordered in something like April or May this year. Um, and mum brought it with her from England. Oh. <laughs> Square Enix never release any of these big box editions in Australia. Uh, or if they do, they're normally super limited stock through one retailer here. Mm. Um, so I just went, hey mum, this is region free. Can you... You know, I'll give you the money for it. Can you bring yep. it with you? And she was like, yep, done. Please tell me that the first thing you said to her was that it's region free and she just went, say no more. I no, understand no. that. <laughs> Please tell me entirely. the first thing you said to your mum when she got off the plane was, was my, was my fan, Final Fantasy. No, no. The first thing I said to her was, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> did did she walk up behind you it. and spook you? Um, no, no. She, she was, you know, she was given assistance to and from the planes and on the flights and stuff because she's not in the best of health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was, you know, wheeled around the corner and sort of, I was looking higher than uh, she was and sort of looked down and was just like, oh, hi, mom. <laughs> hi, you're here. Yeah, it was a very surreal experience after nine years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was gracious enough to bring this with her and sacrifice suitcase space, um, mm. which was always good because this thing's... She didn't check it as her big. one item of carry-on. <laughs> I'm surprised no. there's no dings in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really well looked after. Um came with a giant vinyl collection, these little Pixel Boys art book and some other bits and stuff. Um Very nice. But yeah, I haven't been super active on here cuz you know, nothing's really happened. Um and yeah, I guess now I've got some free time again on weekends and Fridays, I might do some streaming on the Hacker Dino channel. Hey! And That's if me. you would like to uh, tune in, you can get notifications if you sign up to our Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon, which I keep forgetting to thank people for every show. So I scrolled down and saw like the big red mark on my run sheet saying, thank the Patreons. And <laughs> so I'm thanking the Patreons. Uh, so uh, for our high-end level Patreons who uh, pay to have their names running around the bottom, there you are, thank you. But for very special Patreons, we have thank yous to Ash Knight, thank you to Karen Knight, thank you to Dylan the Villain, Triple Indie, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dad. Game Boy Dad. Now I will be updating those uh, tiers at some point mm. um, to include, yeah, maybe that uh, that that stream of Final Fantasy VII of me playing it. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. I think you should do it. But you know what you can do? You can head on over to Mr. Benjamin and see all the stuff that I buy because I buy a lot, a you, lot. You can like, get the full rundown from the Comic and Toy Fair yep. and every other weekend. <laughs> I do go out quite. It doesn't a bit. need a big event. It just happens. Won't be happening much this weekend because I've got two wrestling shows I have to be a part of yep. this weekend. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if somehow someone just rocks up to one of them and was like, "Hey, Ben, here you go," and mm. they just gift you something small. That'd be nice. Feel free to do that, everyone. Give Ben gifts. <laughs> Uh, but we've been Hack the Dino, this has been our gaming cast, and remember everyone out there in this big round world, it's going to hell, you're probably going with it, um, we don't have anywhere else to go, so um, just, uh, you know, just, 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 um, just do what you want, just don't hurt anyone. Um, I know I usually get a little bit silly at this time, but yeah, I, I, think, I, w I was really waiting for that to go off the rails. I think, I think we really need to remember that uh, we're all human beings, we all come from the same genus, mm. and, and that, uh, that there's no better time 
to so, eat the rich. Like honestly, just just they're eat not the rich. they're not human. They're not your friends. They're not human. They're not your friends. They they're hate not. you. Corporations are the devil. Yep. I swear to God, capitalism is the bad guy. Everyone needs to get out there and they need to work and they need to work towards breaking down the system. They need to work towards changing how capitalism and our life affect us. Think about the fact that housing is so unaffordable right now and that the world is burning constantly. And yet, what's this? All of our governments are still supporting fossil fuels and the gas industry and oil and mining and defacing uh, these regions of uh, actual like uh, First Nations important landmarks and these natural areas that we have, putting animals in danger. And they're just constantly... Look, just end it, okay? Like Universal basic it. income for all. No, yeah, that's it. End it. Boobs!